Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. It has been a fun week here at the Auctioner Sports Performance Center as the Saints are back. Training camp presented by Rouse's Markets is officially underway. And on Saturday, we're bringing the fans. As part of the NFL's Back Together Saturday initiative, the fans are going to be on site. Rebirth Brass Band will kick off the morning, performing from 8 to 9. There's going to be face painting games, merchandise giveaways, promotional items, food trucks, beverage options. There's going to be autograph sessions. Former Saints wide receiver Devery Henderson, who was recently selected to the Saints Hall of Fame, and former cornerback Keenan Lewis will sign autographs for fans as well as players, current Saints players, following the practice session on Saturday. While Saturday's open session has been sold out, you can still get tickets to the remaining five open training camp practices, August 2nd, August 4th, August 5th, and August 10th through 11th. You can reserve up to eight tickets per practice for any of those remaining practices by registering at neworleansaints.com. On today's episode of the New Orleans Saints podcast, we're bringing in somebody who will be on site all day on Saturday, giving live reports for NFL Network's Back Together Saturday initiative. It is Kayla Burton. She's an NFL Network reporter. It's a great conversation with her, and we look forward to her reports this weekend. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Welcome to New Orleans. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Erin. Thanks for having me. I mean, I, this is my first time touch, touching down in New Orleans. I th- what do you say? You say New Orleans. I think that, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. New Orleans. I, I'm from Boston, so I don't know if my Boston accent comes out uh, out here, but it's great. I just was telling you I ate at a cheese, what is it, company? Mm-hmm. Uh something cheese company shout out cj mccollum we went to lehigh together played ball together uh he sent me a list of different food options so i hit that place up i got this like pesto sandwich uh fire but i won't get into all my you know i'm, I'm such a foodie but it was it was great experience in my first three hours here that is like what new orleans is about though is the food the culture that's what everybody comes here to do it's like the first question we ask the players what are you looking forward to now that you're here part of the saints and they're like oh well the food obviously so definitely a priority for everybody around here so understandable you're here as you said first time in new orleans first time coming to saints camp what are you looking forward to oh my gosh what am i not looking forward to i mean the food set the tone but this team, it, there's so many headlines uh, going into 2022. And I think what sticks out to me the most is in, and for every team, health is going to be, you know, the most important thing for all 32 teams across the board, but especially for the saints, Aaron, they started, I believe it was 58, 58 different starters last year, simply because of health related issues. So uh, and and they played four different quarterbacks, you know, all the way from Jameis Winston, uh, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, all the way down to Ian Book. So imagine if they, for starters, just have a healthy quarterback in Jameis Winston, which is looking like, you know, the picture uh, sort of say right now. So I, I think between, you know, the the offensive game for them is going to be huge. It's going to be key. And obviously Jameis needs people to pass to. And he's got those guys. I mean, Jarvis Landry, you have Mike Thomas. He hasn't played in, 
in two years. So we can, we can go through the whole list, Chris Olave. Um, but I think just seeing how defensively that's really been the backbone of their team, but to see the offense, I'm really excited to go out to camp, uh, look at Jameis. I have not seen him in person, you know, this year, uh, step onto the field. And, and I know a lot of the fans are going to be looking forward to that. Uh, but just to see the connections that he's making with these receivers, uh, I, I think it's it's going to be awesome. I'm really curious to, to, to look at that. Jameis Winston, he's been really big on that connection. It was good to see him and Michael Thomas get on the field together for the first time for the first day of training camp. I know everybody was excited to see Mike back out there on the field as well, because we weren't even sure it was going to be that soon. So a lot of good news coming into this camp. Jameis had his kind of pre-camp little huddle in Miami where he brought a bunch of receivers there, some of the quarterbacks. How important is that? You're a former athlete, just to kind of develop that chemistry. I mean, it's super important, but you know what I loved about his point in saying that it really stood out to me. He said he's done that before. He's brought, you know, four or five guys, but here's, here's an example of how Jameis is already you know, forming into even more of a leader this year, really taking it to heart because he said in this press conference, I usually in the past have taken four to five, whatever dudes out with me to get some reps into practice. But this time he made sure all the quarterbacks were there for the most part, all, all the receivers, like he wanted to collectively bring everyone together and say, listen, we need to all be on the same page heading into this season. And it starts with me. It starts with his leadership. I I talked to Cam Jordan on the phone uh, just a few days ago, and he says that he has not come across, and Cam Jordan's a popular dude. I mean, for those of you who know Cam Jordan, I know Sensation is going to go crazy because I know y'all love Cam. How can you not? Uh, But for him to say, he knows a lot of people, for him to say that Jameis is one of the most positive people in the world. That's literally what he said to me, that he's ever come across Um, And he's earning the respect of his teammates. I mean, he's really getting everyone again on the same page. That's huge. And just to answer your question, listen, I never played it in the national football league, but just as a former athlete, I was a point guard in basketball. That's huge. You need Mm -hmm. to make sure going into this, like, Hey, you have your trust in me. I have my trust in you. And also what can I do better? I I wasn't in those conversations. None of us were. Uh, besides the players with Jameis and, and, you know, the words that he spoke to his teammates, but you can only imagine for the grind that he has um, really had to endure throughout this entire time in this off season, back to week eight, when he got injured, uh, how he had to really, you know, not only set the tone for himself, but take on that leadership role from the sidelines. And then lastly, what you mentioned is his relationship with Mike Thomas. Both mm-hmm. of them did not see the field last year. And he talked about that. He said, and I, I don't know if it was him or Mike, but you know, one of the two said the fact that they were able to almost, you know, they didn't want to bond off the field. They want to be on the field playing, but in a way that's something that they both experienced. So they're hungry, they're eager. And it does start with Jameis getting everyone together. It was only three days he set out in Miami, but you know, that goes a long way. Absolutely. It's been interesting because everybody's talked about the work ethic that Jameis Winston has had with the rehab. And there's a lot of players on our team that got hurt last year, obviously why we had so many different starters, but you know, Taysom Hill's coming off an injury at the end of the season, Mike Thomas finally getting back on the field. And then you have people like Marcus May of safety, who's kind of working through his injuries, but 
it is incredible how all of these people were able to show up day one of camp and pretty much be full participants. It, it's going to bode well for the Saints this year that they're starting with that many people already on the field. It's almost like unbelievable. It's we're looking at this and we're saying, man, they got Marcus May, man, they got Ty Matthew. And he's obviously going to show up to mm-hmm. uh, training camp once he's, you know, settled and handled with his family matters. And, and, and as you mentioned, Marcus May, and then, and, and Davenport, obviously, you know, when, once he comes off the, the pup list, but <laughs> for other teams, I think of Pete Carmichael was calling the plays this year. I mean, he called, you know, he's been an OC, but to really take ownership in the offense and, Here's a guy who had to work with four, not one, not two, not three, four different quarterbacks. I don't know. Actually, I do know. No other OC this year, excuse me, in 2021, this past right. year, had to work with four different quarterbacks, getting them ready. Cam Jordan said, I remember players flying in Sunday night, getting ready for a Monday night football game. I mean, they just at, at some you know points needed just bodies to be out there. So mm-hmm. To to your point, Aaron, where all the a lot of these players are healthier, I mean, that's in in of itself, in and of itself, huge for this team. And then you know they're not just any type of players. Uh, Dennis Allen, who's taking on the new head coaching role this year, said they didn't, he didn't just get you know certain players to fill a position. He got, he got competitors, mm-hmm. and and you're seeing that there's a lot of leaders on that team. There are a lot of leaders, and I think. Uh, you know, something he mentioned earlier today was Taysom Hill's, you know, ability and, and leadership to even maybe step aside from a position where he kind of likes more, you know, he like in his bio, it says New Orleans Saints quarterback. I don't know if that's changing anytime soon, but he's being moved to the tight end a little bit. Obviously coach said that uh, he's still going to be, you know, under center time to time. But I, I think if it starts with the unselfishness and, mm-hmm the charisma, the health, and the type of competitors that they have on that roster. I don't know. Maybe it's just me and I may, you know, get some responses for this one, but I think that this team can be a dark horse. Like, I think they are dark horse. I think they're, they're going to be, you know, coming up big in the, in the NFC South again, they missed the playoffs last year. They got the health and now it's about putting it all together. Yeah, Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen both talked about how this team is poised to win right now. It's not a rebuild year. They expect to win. And obviously a lot of that has to do with the ability to stay healthy throughout the entire season. And, and hopefully Jameis's ability to perform at the level that he says that he can, he did really well last year before he got injured. So if he can kind of pick back up there, he's obviously very familiar with the system, even though there is a new head coach, having a new head coach though, that's been with this organization for as long as DA has I think is, is a benefit. I don't think that there's as much turnover as there would be in another situation. So overall, I feel like the Saints are in a pretty good spot heading into this year. And how would you kind of rate them amongst the rest of the NFC South? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I laugh because when you have Tom Brady come out of retirement, yeah. I mean, the Saints, we thought, I'll say we, you know, the Saints fans, Saints organization, you know, you think you're sitting pretty because Tom Brady's gone. The Panthers and the Falcons kind of seemed like they were a little shaky. They had a lot of of question marks. Uh, Seasons were not that great last year and uh, a lot of uncertainty in a lot of different positions. 
and then Tom Brady comes back and then there's some changes. So not as comfortable as we might've thought we would be a couple months ago, but no, a hundred percent. I, I think that this division, it's going to be interesting because you have the, you know, Darnold Baker quarterback Mm -hmm. uh, competition going on right now. And and of course you have Tom Brady back with the Falcons as well. And that's their first game that they open up with in week one. Um, But you know, the thing about the Saints, as you mentioned, they, they're not just bringing in any head coach. They're, they're bringing in a guy and a coach that has been, to your point, in the system. Mm-hmm. And Cam Jordan, when I talked to him, he, was, he that's what he started with. He said, Kayla, like, this is, this is not a rebuilding year. Like, the best part about DA is that we know him. He knows us. Mm-hmm. We already have that chemistry. And he's been saying it in his pressers. He says that you know, like you're not going to see a whole lot different in, in terms of last year to this year. Like we have a very similar vision. Nothing's going to be too earth chattering when it comes to those changes. Um, but obviously positionally, like this is where they need a focus. And I think the wide receiver position, they did a fantastic job of getting the right guys in place. Again, it's going to be interesting to see how they all mesh together. Um, but this was a receiving core last year that finished last in receptions out of all 32 teams. And receiving yards. So they're not taking that position lightly at all. And they just showed that. Um, but yeah, I mean, in you know, the grand scheme of things, at least within the NFC South division, I, I think that I think that they're going to do a great job. I really do. I think that they're going to be a top one, two team in that division, honestly, because they already have plenty of players. Yes, they brought in a bunch of, you know, some, some new guys for sure. But like the Marcus Mays and the, and the, and the Jarvis Landry's like they, they have experience, you know, yeah. they, they, even at left tackle, we know Teron Armstead's not the picture, which is a whole nother headline in, in of itself. <laughs> uh, but last year when Teron Armstead was out those nine games, who did they put at left tackle James Hurst. So, and Ryan Ramchek obviously taking over the right tackle position. So they have veteran guys, whether they're going to use Trevor Penning to take over that, uh, tackle position to cover the blind side. They already know what they're working with and they've seen life without Camara. They've seen life without uh, Armstead. So it's not too earth shattering for them. Kayla, we don't want to go back to that though. We don't want to go back to, to life without AK and without. Like we don't want to lose any of the people we think we're right. supposed to have. <laughs> Last year was rough. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. But oh, and I know I, I, yeah. I, we all saw that. And that's an, uh, you know, that's a situation I can't talk about, right? Like that. I don't, I know just as little as everyone else in terms of how that's going to unfold. We know yeah, he has his yeah. hearing coming up in a couple of days. Um, but mind you, they do know a life was not pretty. It was not cute without AK. It was not cute, but I think Mark Ingram going into his 12th season, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously they just added uh, Malcolm Brown to the running back core and, and here's the thing about the backfield. I think Dennis Allen really touched it, touched upon it the other or yesterday or today saying um, he, he was getting or signing Malcolm Brown uh, an indication of, oh no, what are you going to do if, if Kamara is not involved? And he goes, you know, that's a, been a priority position for him, regardless of AK situation, whether he's suspended or not, or for how many games or not, uh, they are really eyeing that running back position as well. But I think between Taysom being able to, you know, be another pass option for these guys. They got the receiving core and the running game. I mean, shoot, maybe I'm crazy, but I think this team, they got, 
they got a roster. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot more options, a lot more weapons, good options than they had for most of the season last year. 13 of 15 of the guys who took over 15% of the snaps are back. And, you know, the two people that you lost um, in the secondary, you know, you fill in with Tyron Matthew and Marcus May. So very viable replacements there. Um, and that's going to be, yeah. uh, sorry, Aaron, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see how the honey badger really fits into to the secondary. I mean, he's going to fit in fine. I'll tell you yeah. that much, but how they're going to use him because he he's everywhere. He mm-hmm. he's not just a stationary safety. Like this guy, he's going after the ball in a number of different, in, in a, you know, in plenty of areas. So uh, I'm curious to see it. Like, obviously between, you know, Jenkins and, and um, Williams, them not in the, in the picture anymore. Right. And that's a big loss. This is a top 10 defense that, that ranked top 10 last year for a reason. And the secondary is a huge part of it. Obviously they have, you know, Lattimore and the other guys up front, but uh, I do think it, it can bode very well for them depending on how they use Ty Matthew and uh, Marcus May. But at the same time, I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, how they're going to, how they're going to utilize. Them. Yeah. We saw him in a lot of different, roles, I guess, in the secondary, you know, as a free safety, um, roaming, you know, we'll see what he does once he's able to join here for training camp. But I think what's interesting is coach Allen says is that they like having that type of versatility on the, on the defense, the ability to move people from, from corner to safety, whatever they may need and feeling comfortable with people doing that the defense has kind of been rolling for the past few years. And I think usually it had been the offense under coach Payton, Drew Brees that had been kind of the stable for the saints. So we'll see if the offense can maybe catch up a little bit this year. And it also goes to, to show how great of a, not only defensive coordinator Dennis Allen has been, but, you know, moving him into that head coaching role. We know this this is, not his first stint as head coach. His first was mm-hmm. back in Oakland Raiders, and he was dealt, you know, kind of a difficult hand during that uh, time in 2012. But um, I really like pointing out and seeing, you know, when he became defensive coordinator, this team finished last in, in or they gave up the most points per game allowed. They allowed the most points per game, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he flipped that. I mean, yeah. last year, I, I believe they were ranked sixth in points per game allowed and, and top 10 in a number of different areas. Uh, top five, actually. Uh, and so that, you know, him obviously being so focused on the defensive side of the ball, now taking over on the offensive side, he, Pete Carmichael and Mickey Loomis all made it very clear that this is an area of focus for them going into the season. And Sean Payton as well. You know, he made sure Taysom Hill got that deal before he left. Like that, that goes to show how important it is to make sure that they have Uh, a strong offense. And I think they put the two together. I mean, man, that that's, it's going to be a team. Yeah. We're definitely excited. We're excited for the fans to be able to be here on Saturday. I know you'll be there as part of NFL networks coverage. What can we expect from you all day on Saturday? Ooh, you can expect a lot of sweating. I think it's going to be hot. I, I, Join the club. <laughs> I don't, I know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I live in California now. I'm, I'm coming out to this area. I heard it's a little, little bit toasty out here. Um, it's more dry in California. So I, I got to get used to, if I sweat some makeup off, like 
y'all can't get mad at me. It just, it's not my fault. It is what it is. But no, uh, I'm excited to see some LSU fans. I mean, yeah, Matthew, you know, hopefully he comes back as soon as he can. Uh, but I- I'm excited to see him and Jarvis Landry. They came out at the same time. You know, all those LSU fans, you got to imagine. They're just like, let's go. Like that to me would just set the tempo early. Um, but ultimately I- I'm really excited to see a, uh, uh, one Chris Olave. I, I want to see, you know, how he meshes with uh, Jameis, the connection there, Andy Dalton, how he's going to, you know, come in here. And, and I know he just signed a one-year deal. And, and I think, you know, it's, it was really eye-opening for all of us to hear what Mickey Loomis said. He's, he kind of made it, he was blunt. He was like, this is a guy who is a reliable safety backup. Like he has experience. Um, and if something happens to Jameis, like, this is, you know, who we put our trust in. And regardless of his past experiences, positive, negative, um, I do believe they have the right personnel in this locker room to do something big. Uh, I think every team we know in training camp, it's kind of uh, a generic, oh, you know, put your best foot forward. We're all grinding. We're all, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're excited about the season. Like that's the excitement of training camp. But uh, to Cam Jordan's point that he pointed out to me, he told me, he's like, I just need to hit somebody. And that's such a can statement. I love it. Yeah. He's like, I just, I just need to knock somebody out. because They're ready been- to put the pads on. And Yeah. I think on. we yeah. all are, right? Yeah. 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 The defense has had so much like swagger over the past few seasons. I'm curious to see if that kind of starts, you know, to filter into the rest of the team now that DA is the head coach and not just on the defensive side, because there's a lot of personalities on the defensive side of the ball. We want to see if any of that starts to translate over to the offensive side of the ball for sure, but definitely excited for the fans to come out. You looking at this is your first full season, you know, covering the NFL. What teams are you interested in watching? What off season moves kind of intrigued you? It's a great question. Um, first season. Yeah, honestly, first season under belt. That's kind of crazy how fast this year has already gone by. Personally, uh, I'm really curious to see how the Chargers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert, I'm high on. And I think, I mean, how can you not be high on on this guy? I think for them to just bring in J.C. Jackson, like I, I just think this is a team that, and maybe it's because I've been out in California. I haven't, you know, been, I've been covering them in and out. It's not like I'm designated to that team. But um, I, I think that based off of last year and what Herbert was able to do, and going into this season, I, I think that they are going to, they're going to take off. Like, I, I'm really curious to see how they do. Obviously, with the Bucs, um, you know, Brady coming back, their receiving core, uh, Gronkowski not there this year. I still think that they're going to be a polished team and, and a number one kind of trending team in the in the NFC South division. So, I, I don't know. There, there's a number of different teams that I am eyeing. Honestly, I was just at the Patriots training camp. Um Mac Jones looks good. Mm. <laughs> and we know he looks good. I've seen him, you know, we've seen him last year and he did pretty well. They had a seven game win streak uh, before, you know, things started going a little bit more downhill for them. He looks confident and they just got Devonte Parker and those two are connecting a lot. I was just, I literally was just at their training camp and I think he threw like three direct pa- uh, touchdown passes to him when they did red zone stuff. And they just look good. Like, I, I think that that's a team. I mean, Yes, I'm from Boston, so obviously I bet. <laughs> like, we're biased. not like None of all that work. We're not biased. We're not biased. No, 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 no. But you know, and, I, and it's not. I'm not cheerleading for any team. It's not about that. It's it's 
I'm being, you know, real. I think that that's a team that um, offensively, I think with Matt going into his second year, like he's, he's really showing that confidence. So, um, and having Malcolm Butler back, I'm really thrilled to see what that's going to, to do to that team. And, uh, just because of the whole Malcolm Butler situation over time. So there's a lot, I mean, how can you not, you know, and there's going to be that surprising team coming out of nowhere. The Colts are looking really good this year, I believe. So just, just looking forward to it all, mainly just excited to get out there tomorrow. I'm going to hit practice tomorrow morning. Um, and we have back together Saturday where NFL network is going to have all reporters on and all 32 teams. So it's going to be exciting. Football's back, baby. Exactly. I'm so (laughs) happy that we actually are covering real meaningful practices at this point, leading up to some games. We're going to have preseason games. Chargers is our home game here before the season starts. So we'll get to see a little bit of what they may look like, albeit preseason games don't give you a full look, but that'll be fun. I appreciate the time. We're looking forward to seeing you and following you all season on NFL Network. And hopefully you're getting on other people's podcasts and talking about how great you think the Saints are going to be. <laughs> hey, I'll, let's start tomorrow. I'm down. Yes. Aaron, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to what the Saints you know, are going to do for the season. I'm pumped, but thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Kayla for joining us. Again, she will be a part of all of the NFL Network coverage on Saturday from early in the morning till late in the afternoon as part of their Back Together Saturday initiative. NFL Network has reporters out at every single NFL team, every practice. It's going to be a lot of fun to just get a look around the league and see what everybody's up to as we're really gearing up for the Saints 2022 season. Thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. We will be back next week with a ton more from Saints training camp right here on NewOrleansSaints.com. Saints.com.